Hi, hey, howdy, how's it going? Um, I hope you are doing just splendiferously. Um, so, I feel like on this podcast I speak extensively about movies, but today I'm going to be doing something just a smidgeledge different and talking about myself. So, a little backstory on me is I am a Gen Z person. Um, I'm not going to tell you my age, but I I don't know if I've shared it before. I don't care if I have. If you want to be a pervert and do that sort of research, I mean, I might have shared it before. Um, but I am part of Gen Z, and I've always just been a little bit out of touch with everyone else. Um, you know, not only my generation, but, you know, every single person on this earth. I've always, you know, not to sound like I'm not like other girls, but I always have been different, and that's probably one of the most my most favorite things about myself is just how I've never, ever, ever met anyone like me, and that's exciting, but I think that it's not only because I'm extraordinarily original and fun, but because of my parents. My mom and my dad um, had me when they were in their later 30s, and so when I was growing up, my parents were always about, like, 10 to 20 years older than every other parent, um, and my parents just don't raise children the way that a child should be raised, (laughs) and so from a very young age, I was raised with exorbitant values of respect, um, and manners, so if that makes any sense at all, but my parents were very strict, and, um, no, never really treated us like children. I was always really treated like an adult. And now I hear like, oh my God, Maddie, you're so mature. It's like I've had no other choice but to be. Um, and so I've always just felt a little bit out of my age range. I am definitely an old soul. Um, ever since I was 12 years old, no, 10 years old, I've been crocheting. Um, I've never really like, I don't know, gotten along too well with, you know, what people my age do um you know I am of drinking age I don't drink alcohol I don't I want to settle down you know and um I want to don't even want a family I just want like a house and I want to be a fully fledged adult I want a Roth IRA um I invest in stocks (laughs) but I've always just been old for my age range and never really related to those around me and this has a point to the story But with that being said, um, as my age, I have a hard time finding people who I relate to, um, especially dating wise. You know, I do go both ways um, and I have trouble dating, you know, anyone. Um, And it's for many reasons, you know, um, I have extreme, not extreme standards. I would just say that I have, you know, expectations in relationships, that being, you know, um, <laughs> no intercourse until commitment and where I live on the East Coast, that is nearly impossible to find. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I don't really get along with those in my age range. Um, and that goes along with, you know, Gen Z and like the expectations of those. So I think that when we think of Gen Z, we think of TikTok, we think of, um, you know, the term chronically online and, I've had my fair share of TikTok. I'm not above social media use, despite how draining I find it to be. Um, And I sort of despise it because it's become more and more obvious to me that 
Gen Z really isn't any more advanced than other generations. I think that it's like, oh, Gen Z will change the world. And I like to think that as well. But when you really get down to the nitty gritty aspects of like politics and societal expectations, we're really no different than any other generation, Um, which is disappointing to me. I think that, you know, I've, I've talked about this in the past, but I am extremely against any form of exploitation, including um, sex work as it, you know, negatively effects and um disproportionately um not I'm, I'm thinking of a word that wouldn't make sense disproportionately exploits women and especially like trans folk and so i am f- against sex work because sex work leads to prostitution prostitution is of course a form of exploitation um and it's kind of hilarious to see gen z take this idea of you know sex work and liberation and synonymously assume that any form of sex work is enhanced by liberation um and i'm not into that you know (laughs) so it's funny that i i think that gen z is aware of these things and will do absolutely nothing to change it um and (laughs) it's funny because i think that gen z has the vocabulary they have the knowledge they just choose to do nothing nothing for it you know i think that every person uh, and Gen Z understands how horrific it is for the environment to buy f- copious amounts of clothing from Shein or that it's not okay to, you know, purchase from Amazon. And of course, exploitation is bad because, you know, we need to fight for these Amazon workers. But I am a huge proponent of sex work and I love for women to feel liberated by selling their bodies on the like, that's the idea. And that drives me insane because it is having all of the tools of knowledge and doing absolutely nothing to change it. Um, And I think that's bullshit, you know? There's this quote, in the age of information, ignorance is a choice, and I cannot agree with that further. So, this being said, I am a part of Gen Z. I don't really relate to it. And the movie we're talking about is pretty much all about Gen Z, and that is bodies, bodies, bodies. All this being said, just to paint a photo of my generation and my disconnect from it and this disconnect i have with my generation was a large reason as to why i was nervous about bodies 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 um when i first saw the title being released i was excited about it i saw it as a horror film i don't think that i truly understood just what it was going to be encapsulating in the film um and the more i saw trailers the less excited i became um and so i do have an unlimited movie pass i I pay one flat rate and I can go to as many movies as I want with nothing better to do on a Sunday afternoon. I thought it'd be great to go see this movie despite my qualms about it and I am on the fence. So I think that if you've seen any trailers, which I am a staunch uh, advocate for no trailers, (laughs) I think it's stupid. You know, I, I really enjoy going into films knowing absolutely nothing about them because then I feel like there are no expectations to uphold them to. But for this film, I mean, I see so many movies that it's uh, inevitability that I see these trailers. Um, so I was not excited for this film, especially with the fact that it was so Gen Z-centric, if you will. And I, you know, have no correlation or, you know, fondness for this. I uh, definitely relate a lot more to millennials, which is disgusting to say. I understand. I know how much Gen Z hates millennials. Um, but, you know, I, despite me not being raised in the late 90s I do have a large love for it. I mean it was it was insane I was at work today and my co-workers were surprised that I knew who Kelly Rowland was like what are we getting what is wrong you know like Kelly Rowland come on and so 
it's crazy to me. So I definitely under I, I relate a lot to millennials. I follow like Over the Moon and Far Away and Jenna Barclay, um, and Kate Steinberg all on Instagram, and they're fun. Like they post nostalgia content, and I relate far more to that than anything I do on Gen Z. So. Sorry, I'm not trying to be like, I'm not like other girls. I'm just trying to show the disconnect and maybe my qualms about this film. Um, And, you know, after this film, I'm still on the fence. You know, there are some films that really do leave you like, what the fuck did I just watch, you know? And that can be a good thing or a bad thing. I remember I felt this way after Lamb, um, and I feel like that was the best feeling ever. Like, what the hell did I just see? That was satisfying. Um, And for this film, I feel unsatiated I feel like there was a lot left to be desired but I feel like it's also you know not even just not only just a satire but um you know sort of a cautionary tale for those in Gen Z um and just before I talk further about the film I want to just you know make it aware that um, Amanda Stenberg, from my knowledge, does go by they, them pronouns. I am not sure if they use any other. Um, but for brevity and clarity, I will only be referring to them as them. Um, and I'm, I believe that in the movie that they do use feminine pronouns, uh, I'm not going to be using that. If I'm referring to Amanda Stenberg or their character, uh, of Sophie, they're going to be referred to as their. And I urge you to respect pronouns, you know. Um, it's just a basic human right, and it's a core tenet of, um, linguistics, which I am a, um, a major in, (laughs) so, um, just so you're aware, and you understand who I am talking about, but a brief synopsis, so far no spoilers, I will warn you if I do foresee any spoilers that I will be talking about, um, this film is about upper class, um, youngsters who, (laughs) my god, I do sound like an old person, upper class young people, Gen Z, people who are at a mansion and they decide to play a game called bodies 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 and things turn for the worse um and what ensues is chaos um you know i think that um hmm what can i say there are a lot of nuances that are going to be best understood for those who are aware of what's going on online i feel like it's not anything like um, extraordinarily pretentious, or, oh my god, what's that word? Esoteric. I love that word. It's super dope. Um, so I feel like if, even if you're not someone who's on TikTok 24-7, I'm, I don't even have TikTok anymore, but, um, I feel like you'll understand it, you know? But I do feel like it is most relatable to those who are in Gen Z. Um, and it's just about how... I think, you know, what I was talking about earlier, the idea of being able to voice um, things more appropriately and not being able to change it is a, um, it's kind of a niche theme, but it is something that I saw. You know, I think that it's interesting that everyone in Gen Z knows what gaslighting is, but we're not even aware of, I, I think that it's all... It's interesting to see because I feel like our narrative and our dialogue has changed so much to everyone else's actions, but never including our own. Um, And so it's interesting how 
you know, so many people who are quote unquote like woke still have so many instances of just ignorance. And I think that has to go with the idea that everyone needs to be held accountable by myself. Um, and I thought that was an interesting thing that I noticed in this film. And obviously, I read into films far too in- intensely, as you are aware, um, with my niche theming. Um, but I think that's something that I've noticed as well, and I, I'm sure that other people have, is that, like, we can talk about gaslighting, we can talk about, you know, um, I, I think that Pete Davidson was talking about, like, a foot soldier for white supremacy, you know, it's interesting that we can talk about these things, we can voice them, and we'll never, ever, ever do anything to reverse it or address our own needs or anything such, like, like what I was just saying, and so that was interesting to see, um, and there's also some other theming, you know, just the idea of, like, fake, being fake, and, and um, friendships that are so salient, I hope that's the right word, but the idea that, like, you know, it's such a tight friend group, and then one thing happens and everything falls apart, I mean, it's, there's not much to analyze in this film, it's pretty straightforward, there's, um, I don't want to say it's necessarily shallow, but I don't think that it will require a lot of brain power, which is good, you know. I think that at the end of the week, I do not want to watch, you know, a, oh my God, David Lynch film. It's, it takes a lot of brain power. I'm just, I was trying to rewatch Eraserhead for like the fourth or fifth time, and um, no, it's, I, I'm not able to do it without dedicating my entire brain power to doing so. And so I think that this is a good film if you like slashers. I think you'll like this one. It's not necessarily like a slasher. There's no designated... Oh, I'm going to spoil it. So, uh, if you have not seen it yet, bye-bye. There's no designated one serial killer, but I think that it does have an interesting quote-unquote plot twist because I think that the whole setup is a whodunit, um, and it's interesting to see the ending. However, the ending left me a little bit... There was a lot to be desired. Um, And then, like... If I'm going to be assigning a rating to this, I'm not even really sure what to rate it. I can't tell if I love it. I, I definitely don't love it. I think it's flawed. It, it's. I was thinking about this and just thinking about what I was going to say, and I think it's hard because I can't really point out to you, oh, there was this flaw, and this, there's flaw, and this flaw, and I had trouble with this. However, I just think that it was lacking in a lot of areas. So it's not like the material was flawed. It's just that it left a lot to be desired. Um, and, you know, with my star rating, I know I am extremely, um, picky, but this is definitely not a must-see movie. It's not one that I need you to go see immediately. Um, I don't even know if it's going to get above a three out of five on my rating. Was it enjoyable? Yeah. I think it had some funny moments. Um, I'm not a huge fan of slashers, to be honest with you. I think that they're sort of unintentional and I don't I'm not talking about this film specifically but I feel like so many directors you know exploit the slasher genre I mean they slash them I'm not even going to put any um brain power or effort into seeing it because I I have no desire to um and I think it's a genre that people like can't relate um but they'll see it and it's easy to make and it doesn't require a lot of effort and I'm not a huge fan of that you know I I do fall into the wheelhouse of liking more pretentious things you know owed to homage to my earlier discussion about David Lynch um but for a slasher goes you know this one was pretty good um but yeah there's nothing overly and blaringly obvious about its flaws it just wasn't amazing um 
yeah, I mean, <laughs> I feel like there's really nothing else to talk about. I think that the reason, you know, I, I hated a lot of the characters in a, in a kind way um, because of the reasons why I dislike others in Gen Z. Um, and I'm not attempting to other myself or I'm not attempting to make myself seem more cool. I just am honest <laughs> in my intentions in making this and showing that, you know, if you do if you don't relate to me, you probably will like this film more. Um, but it was interesting because I do think that it, it wasn't cliche or stereotypical. I think that it was extremely knowledgeable in the culture and the, the point of creation. And I think that's to be admired. I definitely would suggest, um, you to see this for the reason, if you like slashers or if you want to support female directed films, um, and something so, so, so cool that I saw was that it was produced by a manless Stenberg and, I'm not even really sure how old they are, um, but I, I love that it's um, interactive for those who, like for people like Amanda, Amanda Stenberg who have been in the film industry ever since they were young, like, you know, when they were Rue in Hunger Games. I think it's really cool to see them now, um, you know, in the production side of things, and that sort of reminded me of Margot Robbie. Um, but was it enjoyable? Yeah. I don't ever feel the need to see it again. I didn't love it, but... I enjoy the thoughts that it provoked for personal reasons. <laughs> um, but, I mean, if you have any strong feelings about it, of course I'm excited to hear that because I think that hearing about people's views on it are always so interesting. Um, but, I don't know. I don't know if it's something that you need to run out of your house to go see. Um, but I thought the casting choices were well done. I mean, everyone in it was hot. <laughs> So if that's a good motivator, I'd definitely go. I mean, of course, Amanda, of course, not Pete Davidson, sorry. Um, Lee Pace is in it. Ronan, I believe, from the Marvel films. Um, he's extraordinarily attractive, just just saying. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, it's a sort of mindless fun, but I'm just reiterating things now. I hope that you enjoy it, and I hope that you go support female directors in film. And I hope that if you are a proud Gen Zer that you did love this film because I feel like that's the target audience. And I think it's cool that we're creating content. Well, not we are, but um, that content is being created that relates to, um, you know, the, the current generation. <laughs> um, and I, I'm extraordinarily thankful for an original horror film because I am extra <laughs> extraordinarily tired of uh, reboots. Um, but I was just thinking about it. It's like, how the hell am I, if my children ever see this, how the hell am I ever going to describe this to them? How am I going to explain the cultural significance of TikTok or, you know, the elevated language of use revolving around trauma, but no other elevated use of, um, application of such. <laughs> um, and so that'll be interesting. It's interesting to think about our children's perception of our generations, um, <laughs> Bless be Hashem if we um, can have future generations with our climate being as warm as it is. Um, but I hope that you are so kind to yourself and others. And I hope that if you do see this film, that you do let me know if you liked it or not. I think that, you know, movies are such a social thing. And it's important to not only be critical of them, but understand where other people are coming from if they do enjoy it. So uh, I appreciate this little space that you have allowed me to have. And your constant kindness and listening. Um, I'm curious to hear how any of you found this because um I don't even know how that would happen I'm not even really sure how podcasts um you know get dispersed but a little bit owed to the film I mean I guess that 
if my podcast gets big enough, I can definitely do a podcast talking to the hottest and smartest friend group or friend in the group. (laughs) But um, I do love Rachel Sanat from Shiva Baby. I mean, I am a Jew. I love my Jewish films. Love my fellow Jews. Rachel Sanat is great um, and an extraordinary actress and definitely the person I laughed at the most in the film. So, yeah. I hope that you are doing well, and if you're going back to school soon, good luck. If you're going back to work tomorrow as it being Sunday, good luck, um, and be kind to yourself and others. Bye-bye.